And we're live with episode two. So I'm Amma, the host of the Entrepreneur's Handbook podcast, and I should be joined by Stephen Moore today, but he's not here. So he's got um, a sickness. So unfortunately, he can't do it. So you've just got me again. And I was thinking about what topics to talk about, what topics are interesting to everybody. And I've just come back from a vacation myself. So I was in Seville for a few days for a friend's wedding. And one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur, as a founder, is taking that time off. And I really struggled with it, to be honest. Like since I launched my latest venture in October, I maybe taken off two or three days, if that. One was my birthday, one was Christmas. So for me to take off time for about three days was actually really difficult because I have so many messages coming in all the time and different people and emails and people expecting different things. And it's tough because it's your own thing to let that and just be able to say, you're going to get a reply in a few days' time. And often it's easy, for example, an email to just have an out of office, but on WhatsApp, on Instagram DMs, on LinkedIn DMs, it's everywhere. And it's a problem I really struggle with. So anybody who's listening has got any great advice, like feel free to drop in the comments. I'd love to hear what you've got to say. And I think taking those few days have been really important because if you don't switch off, then you start to lose perspective and understand what's going on. So in order to understand your customers better and your audience better, you need to be able to take that break and just understand what's going with most people because most people aren't working those hours. They aren't working, always thinking about work. And one of the things I've struggled with a bit as well is people's expectations. So I had a few people who messaged me while I was away, say on Thursday, and then I didn't reply for a couple of days and they messaged again. And some people have emailed saying, oh, why haven't I heard from you? And it's like, two days and you might have learned this from other people so there's a lot of people creators for example who talk about how you should follow up really quickly and you follow up every day and that's just a nuisance right so it's a real challenge if people are doing that kind of level of follow-up you start as a person on the receiving end of that I start to get very my like I get very defensive right it's like this person is now not respecting my time and that's a huge difficulty, right? So seeing a comment coming from Alison and yeah, the automation of tasks and hiring people is really important. And it's really difficult at the beginning to be able to get that into place. And automation is something which I think you start to realize is a problem when you go away or when those systems aren't in place. And getting to that stage of where you've got systems in place is so important. But in reality, lots of us don't have that at the beginning. And we struggle to get this in place and there's too much dependency on a founder, on an entrepreneur, which shouldn't be the case in the long term. And if I get back to the messages, like some of the people here are going to be in the receiving end too, right? If you're a founder, you're going to be used to getting lots of messages. One of the stupid things I did was I announced that I'm hosting the TEDx event in my local area just before I went away. So as you can imagine, I've got now a huge amount of DMs of people saying, oh, I'd love to talk, right? And it's great to get that that pe- those people interested. But the thing is, they've also got to have the other side of understanding that I've got a lot of messages like that. So my DM inbox now, there's like dozens of messages, maybe even more across social media, across emails. I've maybe got 100 plus people to reply to. And in the UK today, it's a bank holiday. So really, I shouldn't be working, but it's only the second episode. So I wanted to make sure that I at least got that consistency straight away. And... 
one of the things people have got to look out for when you are talking to founders, you've got to remember founders are generally very busy. And if you aren't clear in your message of exactly what's going on, if you just say, I would love to have a chat about what I'd love to talk about what. So make it as easy as possible for a founder or an entrepreneur to reply to you. And it goes for anybody, right? So if you just message me saying, I'd love to chat sometime, I then have to click on your profile. I then have to look through what's going on with you. Like, where are you relevant? Like, are you somebody I should be talking? Is there somebody I shouldn't be talking to? And if you don't do that, we if you don't do that instantly in the first message, I then have to work out. I have to then add it to my to-do list, essentially. Right? I have to work out, are you somebody who I'm going to talk to or not talk to? What you should be doing is making it as simple as possible. Make that decision as easy as possible. So, for example, if I'm going to message somebody to come on the podcast, I say, like, hi, like, big fan of what you're doing. I've interviewed nearly 200 people, including the founders of Netflix and Twitter. Would you like to come on the podcast? And that instant credibility there means that they're likely to say yes or want more information. If I just say I'd love to interview you, they've then got to look up me up. They've got to work out, am I worth their time? And you want to remove that friction as much as possible. Because... In reality, like anybody who's achieved some level of success has a lot of communication they need to deal with. And one of the things, as like Alison's mentioned about getting automation and hiring people, one of the things I'm trying to work at the moment is hiring that virtual assistant to be able to manage my communications. And I think it's always hard to let go of that sometimes because I think part of the reason of why I've been able to get to where I have is because of the way I talk to people, the way I treat people. And if I'm able to build those relationships and turn, even if I'm rejecting people, trying to do it in a fairly like nice way and be kind about it, that keeps those relationships going. And I also know when I'm my experience, when I'm talking to somebody's assistant rather than themselves, it's harder to get the message across because you can't naturally build that rapport in the same way. So there is that trade-off, which I'm trying to work out at the moment. And I think a lot of people are struggling with this too, right? Because if you're, business is like very service-based, right? So, or it's a product. It's a lot easier to hire. When it's a lot more personal brand-based, such as my my own, if somebody's not talking to me, they're not having that same effect. And even, for example, with podcast guests, for this podcast, for example, there's a few people booked in now. So I, I don't want to reveal their names just yet, just in case they cancel. And then I've said they're coming on the podcast and they're not actually coming on. I can tell you one of the episodes coming up very soon, actually, which is fully recorded, is with the CEO of Syndio. So she's had a really interesting story where she took a few years out after childcare. And when she got back into the workplace, people didn't treat her in the same way. So, but now she's the CEO of a massive company and she's dealing with like hundreds of employees. <clears throat> My voice has gone there from the uh, wedding and the parting from the weekend. And that interaction with podcast guests is quite personal, right? It's they need to trust me that they're in safe hands in order to come on this podcast, be on this show. Because obviously some people don't have good experiences where they get somebody on the show, they don't treat them right, all of those kind of things. And if you're dealing with somebody's assistance, like do they not think that I'm worth their time personally? And this is a real challenge. One of the things I need to work out as I'm doing this, I'm trying to change the angle of my screen so that I can read the comments as they come in too. And that, I think, helps a lot. So having a CRM, so as Alison has mentioned, and if you're watching this on LinkedIn, you can see the comments live. 
well, this is being simulcast to three different places right now. That's LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. So if you're watching this after the events and maybe you're listening to on Apple or Spotify, make sure you pay attention to the platforms I just mentioned, because then you'll be able to interact with this live. And this one is a complete improvisation because I just found out that my co-host for today is sick. So I'm having to come up with things on the spot and maybe that comes across in this episode. And, but normally there'd be two of us. It'd be a lot easier for us to manage and interact with the comments and get your feedback, right? We might be able to get some of you up on the stage as well. So you can talk about your experiences. And if we go back to it for a moment, so now I'm trying to remember my train of thought. The aspect of if you're if you've got a personal brand, how do you then make sure you're talking to the right people? How do you create the system such that if you have got a virtual assistant to manage some of your communications, that they're replying to the right people and understanding your metrics of who you should have conversations and who you shouldn't have conversations with? And I think I'm naturally a people pleaser. When people message me, I want to them to like me. I want them to to spend time with them. But the reality is I have maybe 40 to 50 meetings a week and I probably talk to several hundred people a week. What's happening by me talking to that many people? They then become a blur. So what's happening is at least in each interaction, I'm probably less switched on and I don't remember as much about it. So that quality is declining. So I have to be more selective who I talk to but at the same time, a huge part of what I'm doing is trying to enable people to hopefully exceed. And I don't want to be that person who only talks to people if you're at this level, right? So to come on this podcast, completely straight up, very transparent, you need to be at a very high level because we want you to be able to give your advice to the people listening. Whereas it's not about you, like for the podcast guests, it's not about helping you as much as helping the audience. So if you want to come on and promote your stuff, we don't really want you. And I can be quite clear and honest about that because if you look at who the people we've had in the past are, it's people who are experts in their field and that's the way you want to keep it. And <clears throat> those are different interactions. Is working out how do we put people in the right places so we can give them the maximum help. So obviously with Entrepreneur's Handbook itself, it's all written form content, right? So you can check that out. You can get tons of advice on there for free or you can get a medium subscription. It's only $5. Like, if you're at this stage, you should be able to pay that $5 and just get complete access to entrepreneurshandbook.co where you can see thousands of articles of entrepreneurship. And another key aspect of this too, as um, we've talked about, is to set those boundaries, you've got to have the systems in place. Or if you're getting the same question a lot of times, what I do is make content about that. So for example, if you ask me how do I start on Medium, I've got a YouTube video about that. So rather than me having the same conversation a million times, I direct people there. And one system I put into place myself is I keep track of what questions people are asking me. So often, most interactions I have, to be honest, people want direct time for me because they want either investment because I'm now an angel investing, they want to come on the podcast, they want some kind of free promotion. But a lot of times, if it's more advice-based, I can direct them to another place. And what I'll be doing for this podcast too with this new season, I've been making a form and I'll add it to the description of this where you can just go to that form and apply. And what that means is that I have everything in a nice, easy to look at format. I can look at people. Okay, is this person relevant for the podcast and what we're trying to achieve or not? And another important point about the two is sometimes I do ignore people, right? And sometimes it's because of the manner of the message. It's kind of quite clearly they want to just take from me. They want to sell me something kind of interested. 
and that's okay too. But it's from there, when you've got a systems in place, it makes everything a lot simpler and a lot less friction. So if you're an entrepreneur listening to this right now, I really advise you to get those systems in place. And if people are completely disrespecting it, and some people do, for example, I'll message somebody and say, I'm currently on vacation. Um, can you please fill out this form and I'll get to it when I get back again? And some people continue to message. And messaging individually just does not scale. So in order to scale, you need to have those systems and then you can have those criteria and you can go through it. So as I said, I didn't plan what I was going to talk about much today. So hopefully this has been useful, this conversation. And catch you next week when I will have Stephen Moore on hopefully too. And we'll be going through the hot topics and the news with him. And because he's going to be on there too, I can pay more attention to the comments and be able to interact with you guys more. But have a great week.